and welcome to Who Wins Podcast, where each episode we pit pop culture icons against each other in a brutal fight to the death. This episode we are pitting Captain Jack Sparrow against Captain Hook. Yeah, this should be a good one. Um, the, the way these characters are handled um, differs in their different iterations, but we mm-hmm. decided to go for the, the Disney Hook, um, just because neither of us has read Peter Pan in a fucking long time. Um, and yes, yeah, so I'm assuming the movie Jack Sparrow, not the, uh, the original ride Jack Sparrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- there was no original ride, Jack Sparrow. Was there not? No, Jack Sparrow uh, came out of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie and was oh, added okay. into the ride later on, um, to the chagrin of many Disney fans. This is a hot-button topic, Jack Sparrow being in Pirates right, of the Caribbean, yeah. okay, so let's, yeah, let's park that one, because I'll right, be okay. here all day. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think the interesting thing about both of these is, even though they're both pirates, yeah, the characters are fundamentally totally different yeah um so jack sparrow is i mean on the surface of it you kind of see them as both being useless bumbling pirates yeah hook really isn't though he's just thought of in that way and that's through peter pan jack sparrow kind of is but he's got that kind of roguish charm to him where he manages to get away with it yeah he probably is more what you would think of as a rogue than a pirate. I think, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, so if you cast him in sort of the Han Solo role rather than yes. as, uh, as, a, as, a, as a mercenary pirate who's out to kill and plunder and pillage. Yeah, and, and I think there was, there was elements of that side of his character in the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, and then as the series has progressed and the films have got worse, uh, he's become more of the centre focus and the hero. And that, I think that has diluted his character somewhat, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. Um, Captain Hook is presented he's always presented as a disney villain and he's one of he is one of the most iconic disney villains as well not a bad guy though no i mean really not you look at the way he set up and obviously you told the story you're introduced to captain hook through um peter and the lost boys introduction of the of captain hook to wendy yeah so you kind of get it all third hand but you yeah is again portrayed as this evil narcissistic um, callous monster. In reality, he's a businessman. Okay, he's a little bit unscrupulous, but he's a businessman going about his business, being terrorised by fucking Hasbro kids. It, exactly that. He does throughout the course of, of Disney's Peter Pan, then, which is what we're looking at. He does nothing wrong, and <laughs> and even you could argue, okay, towards the end, he's he's got Wendy and she's she's tied to the mast and stuff like that. But that is because Pan has pushed him to his absolute breaking point. Like yeah. he is being terrorised. By this little shit of a kid. And realistically, I mean, if if you wanted to put the, uh, applying Disney to the, the reality, or vice versa, as a as a pirate, as a you know, as, as a callous vicious pirate, he'd have just shot the fucker. He wouldn't have tied it to a mast and given her a chance to yeah, you know, rescue her. It would be right. Come here, you bang. Yeah, I mean, his his pirate is very much the the old swashbuckling view of a pirate. Yes, honor. There is a pirate's code. He has yes. a crew that work for him. They sing about the fantastic life of a pirate. They, he's not a bad guy. No. He's really not. That's it. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I think conversely, then you, you have the complete opposite with Sparrow, whereas he's painted as a good guy and a lovable rogue, but he actually is a thief and a braggart and a liar. Yes. <laughs> so out of the two, he's probably actually the most villainous. Yeah, and as you talk about the um, the first um, Pirates film um, in particular, and I can't remember the internet, but didn't he? But he wasn't there some sort of mutiny and they got rid of Jeffrey Rush's character as the original yes. captain? 
So yeah, I mean, again, with that, he's he's basically stolen the, stolen the ship from Andrew, stolen all the treasure and all the rest of the stuff, and that's why they're then cursed. Yeah. So yeah, as you said, he, he's a far more villainous character. Yeah, um, and yet traditionally, obviously, I think he would be painted in the good guy role here, whereas yeah. Hook would be painted as, as the villain, and I, I think everything that Hook does and all of his villainous actions are only as a result. They are, they are consequences of actions that have been performed yes. to him. So he hates Pan because Pan fed him to a crocodile, essentially, yeah. and continues to just make his life miserable. Um, so I think, obviously we've said it there, he's been, he's been fed to a crocodile. So in terms of this fight, uh, he has a very obvious advantage from day one in that Hook for a hand. Hook for a hand, yeah. Whereas Jag Sparrow has... Nothing. <laughs> he's just he's just a copious amount of eyeliner. Yeah, uh, I mean he's pretty handy with a sword. Yeah, but then so no. But you, then so you, is Hook. You can assume any pirate is. We well, Hook is. He fences with Pan. Yeah. So we know he is. Uh, but he's also got the addition of his hook. So if Sparrow was to lunge at him with a sword, Hook's able to actually parry that with his hook and not lose a hand. Yeah. That's Whereas true. Sparrow straight away if he tried to do something would lose his hand and be met with a bloody stub. Yeah. And not only that, I mean you don't know how far up um how far up the actual prosthesis goes with hook. You see the hand but then you see you've got hook for a hand but then the rest is under a cuff. So yeah. You could go up to his elbow for all you know. Yeah, I mean I always kind of assumed uh, because of the design of it, if you look at it he has he has the hook and then there's kind of like a gold um it's base. almost like a mushroom cap yeah. that comes over the top into like the, the frill of his shirt. Yeah. So I assume it is just the hand and it kind of cuts off at the wrist. But yeah, you're quite right, we don't know. Yeah, because I think uh, it was in the um, Spielberg in was it Hook? Hook, yeah. Uh, I think Dustin Hoffman's hand. That, you, again, you never saw that, but there was a longer base to it. I wonder mm-hmm. if he could, change, he could interchange the ends, couldn't he? Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, that, that's what got me thinking. Like, you don't know, quite know how, 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 big, how big a wound it is and how how far back it goes, because I mean, that could be a weapon in itself. Yeah. I think, I think in a straight fight, um, Hook probably has the advantage, just because of that, um, and because, I mean, okay, they're both captains, I guess, so we, we can't use the argument that Hook's a captain, so he's obviously the most fearsome pirate on his ship, mm. um, whereas Jack Sparrow's also a captain, but he has been overthrown and mutinied against numerous times. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of part of his character that he is actually just a bit of a bumbling idiot who manages to get through yeah. by hook or by crook, no pun intended. Whereas with Hook, everything is more, even though he's repeatedly foiled by Pan, mm. there is always a plan. There is always something to be executed. There is a, there is a plan of action for the crew that he is commanding, yeah. and they don't mutiny against him. He has got to that yeah, position he, he through respect. Like so, yeah, he must be a mighty pirate. Yeah, and I mean, if, yeah, if you look at... Um the all the plans, all the scheming, everything in the in the pirates movies, it's always either it's either Keira Knightley or Orlando Bloom, because I can't remember their names, uh, the character names. Um, or Will Turner. Yeah. And yeah, I can't. Oh, what's her name? Elizabeth Swan. Elizabeth Swan. There you go. There you go. Um, but yeah, so it's it's always them doing the planning and the scheming, uh, and it's always a, Sparrow's either involved in it or he turns up and kind of fucks it up. Yeah. I, that is generally he is the comedic foil. Yeah. That is, or at least he was. He was. Yeah, that was kind of the way it was written. I mean, the the two films that came out of the after the original trilogy. I've not seen the latest one. Um, the only one I've not seen is is um, well, I, I forget what ridiculous title we've got in the UK, but I know it as Dead Men Tell No Tales. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was called in America. Yeah. That ties into the ride. So yeah, that's, that's, that's the most recent one. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, I haven't seen that one. The one the last one which was I think um, on Stranger Tides where he was it was the first time where. 
he was the central focus, and you had mm. Pen- um, Penelope Cruz, I think, was the um, yeah, which is that was a bizarre choice in itself. Yeah, and it get it, mind you, it gets a lot of flack, but <laughs> I've not seen the last one, but certainly out of the original four, then if you like, if you include that one, it's got to be the second best in my opinion because those those sequels are fucking bad. Yeah, there's no two ways about it. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of like George Lucas had a go at him and went, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, I mean, what the fuck was Davy Jones about? Like, yeah, it completely. It just didn't fit. No, um, and it again, it was. Nobody expected Pirates of the Caribbean to be good, let alone to be such a runaway success. Yeah. Um, now, for as much as I will ridicule, and it'll probably happen over the course of these of this podcast, ridicule the other two films in that original trilogy. So I think the fourth one's okay. That first film is genuinely one of my favourite films, I would say. I don't watch it a lot, mm. but every time I've seen it, I thoroughly enjoy yeah. it. You know, I would, I would not turn it off if it was on TV. No. I've, I've paid good money to go and see it in a decent cinema since its release, when it's been re-released, and with, you know, with a live orchestral score and stuff like that. I like it. It's a good film. Um, when it came out, it was... There was nothing else like it around... Yeah. Um, that kind of adventure film had died. Mm. It's uh, the last time we'd seen something like that was was really harking back to kind of Indiana Jones. We had the Mummy in the interim, but uh, yeah, <laughs> again, yeah. first one was good. The rest of them terrible. Um, but yeah, it was it was a breath of fresh air at the time. It was something that I had been looking for. I think in cinema and yeah. not had for a long time. I think that's a fair point, and I think that the problem with it was. Uh, I just I don't think anyone expected too much of it, so I don't I don't think they they put a lot of stock in having a trilogy. I think there was okay. Well, we might get away with it, but let's have a film which is decent and we can tell a story in. And yeah. A bit like Star Wars, the, the first instalment, it's pretty much self-contained. It's one and done. Yeah. And then oh shit yeah that's actually better than we thought. It, oh, yeah. It's 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 been better, more uh, positively received than we thought. Let's crack on with it. Let's churn out some more money. Yeah. All of a sudden this thing's got legs, and that that kind of um, pirates thing then with it. The snake's eating its own tail, you know. It was a spin off from the ride, it then became so successful that we had this whole movie franchise and we had merchandising. And then, as we said at the start of the podcast, it's gone back and they've actually retconned the ride, yeah, to match the films. Um, so it, it really did take off way bigger than anybody expected, and that is just a sign of the, the quality of that first film. It is excellent, it fact, is an excellent film, and the fact that that's about 20 years later they're still churning out sequels, yeah, yeah. Um, now, part of the reason it was excellent was Depp's performance being so just completely out of left field. Like, nobody was expecting to see those choices. Nobody knew where that character was. Yeah, and I think that's possibly, you look at that now, and that's kind of what people expect from Depp. They expect this yes. very surreal, very fucking up in the air. That is the start of Johnny Depp being Johnny Depp as we know him now. Yeah. Indie darling Johnny Depp died that day. Oh yeah, that was it. Jack Sparrow came along, and Edward Scissorhands was dead. Yeah, that's it. He's gone. Um, and that that now you know. Since then, we've had his Willy Wonka, and we've had his Mad Hatter, and they're all just a variation on yes. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, at, at varying levels of lunacy. Um, and so I, I think that has hurt the series going forward, and I think that's hurt Jack Sparrow as a character. Yeah, going forward because he has just now become a mincing prat. Whereas yeah. at least in the first one, there was. A, 
there was a genuine element of threat there with him. He was he was an anti-hero in the first film. He was not the star of the show, and he was not the hero. Yeah, and I think that's where the second and third films kind of fell down. Was they tr- they tried to keep him as that anti-hero. They tried to they tried to have this kind of conflict and him making these choices and him being constantly pulled back to being a pirate and being. Mm-hmm. But it never quite came up because you you always knew he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. There was never there was never enough about because we didn't know enough about the character. There was never any point where, oh yeah, he's just going to defy everything he's done in the last film and a half. Yeah. And turn his back on everybody and go away. You know that at some point he's going to become good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and I think that, again, that would also be part of the problem in in this fight. In, in as much as we've said that he's actually more of a villain than Hook. But then I think he's also less motivated than Hook. Yeah. In that he can be quite easily swayed. And he, he's also quite quite sort of he's, well let's just say he's got a short attention span then so if, if they're having if, if we're in the middle of this scrap and all of a sudden it's oh shiny over here or, or here's some rum yeah. Sparrow's gone on to that whereas Hook is just more like my mission here yeah. is to kill Jack Sparrow I'm going to kill Jack Sparrow yeah but then again I think yeah you, you always got that with I mean, th- again in that first film where it's the coin isn't that the yeah yeah so th- th- there is a small motivation there, and then, but as I said, he gets sidetracked by everything that's going on elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Gets sidetracked by Will Turner, by Elizabeth Swan, by the issues with the governor, and yeah, all the rest of it. It's all of a sudden, oh yeah, there was a story at some point. Yeah. And I think that's probably my biggest complaint with the film itself is that it meanders from plot to plot without really resolving bits, mm-hmm. and then at the end, it's oh shit, we've got to tie up the last two hours worth of film. I think that's fair. Yeah, and and I think part of that comes from. Uh, it being based on on the ride, mm. I think there's also an element of there. There definitely is a very clear story there. It's Monkey Island. Somebody has yes. literally played through Monkey Island and gone. This would make a great film, but nobody's going to go and watch Monkey Island the film. Yeah. So we'll call it Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Um, I think you know, retrospectively now, if you look at it, uh, Monkey Island was a very popular franchise, and there is a lot of love for it out there. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Personally, I think. To be honest, if I think it would have so. If there'd been a bit more confidence in it, maybe not then. Uh, no. I think if they would have done it in the aftermath of Pirates coming out, they probably would have got away with it. They probably would have, but I think the problem there would have been the story in Pirates of the Caribbean is so very similar to the story in Monkey Island. But pirate adventures always are on there. Yeah, I mean, even even down to the characters, you know, Will Turner is very clearly Guybrush Threepwood, and then mm. then you have the ghost pirates, and then you have. Elizabeth Swan, who's clearly Governor Marley, and then everything is, yeah, it's very, very close. Um, so I think they probably set out to make that, and then Jack Sparrow happened. And I think there was, I don't know, we weren't there, and nothing's been written about it to this effect, but you get the impression there was probably that first day on set where everybody just went, whoa, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And that has been the basically the story of the franchise since. It's like, it's the Johnny Depp show. Yeah. It's, it's the Jack Sparrow movies. That's, yeah, that's but, all they are. That's it. And if, if, you, if you were to ask anybody on the street, what, no, if you would say Pirates of the Caribbean to people on the street, they'd say, oh, Johnny Depp. I think more often than that, I think today, now in this day and age, prior to Pirates of the Caribbean, I think if you stopped anybody on the street and went, name a pirate, you'd have Long John Silver or Captain Hook. I think if you stopped anyone on the street to say today and said name a pirate, you're gonna get Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Straight away, first thing they're gonna think because yeah. pirate is gonna take them to Pirates of the Caribbean and that's gonna take them straight to Jack Sparrow. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, as usual, we digress. Worse, uh, never. Yeah. So, it's the back of the matter of hand. So, yeah, I think Hook's going to be much more driven. Yeah. But, obviously, Sparrow's wilier, and Hook does have some very serious mental problems. He's got some uh, anger issues. He's got some anger issues. He's got serious paranoia over Pan. Yeah. Um, he's got anxiety over TikTok. Yeah. Uh, which which Sparrow is obviously going to use against him. Um, that is that is no way about it. That is Sparrow's tack here. Is yeah. he's scared of the crocodile? Let's get a crocodile. Yeah. And he's stupid enough to try catching a crocodile and yeah. and working but, out some sort of but, scheme. Uh, you you can guarantee he's. He'd get himself dragged under by a crocodile and end up riding the fucking thing. That's exactly what I have in my head. I have an image of him with a crocodile on each foot, skiing yeah. towards Captain Sorry, skiing towards Captain Hook and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, you just, as I said, he bundles his way through everything to a point where you just kind of expect it. You're, you're looking for the thing that's going to go wrong, that he's going to somehow get away with. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that that is that is the only problem I think is that even though Hook is, is very mission orientated and, and I think would follow things through to the absolute end, which is good because this is a fight to the death. Um, I think much like when we've had um, when we did Han Solo before with Indiana Jones, yeah. and that's a similar kind of matchup, whereas one is more yeah. goal orientated and one is more I think that kind of pluck that's evident in Jack Sparrow almost just carries him through, no matter what. Yeah. I mean, the, the, we, as I think I've mentioned it before, I think when we talked about um, Disney before, um, we saw um, a theatre theater company did a version of Di- They did a version of Disney's Peter Pan, not a version of Peter Pan. Okay. Um, and the way they played up the ticking all the time and things like that, and so we had this... It, you, you, you never saw it in full, you only saw it in full once, but you'd sort of see this shape of a crocodile. It was like a Chinese dragon, like a painting. Yeah. Thing. But it was always behind the stage. You only ever saw the top of its head or its back just sort of whipping around and Hook would turn around and it wasn't there. That's mm-hmm. what, you can just kind of see Sparrow using that as a tactic of hiding behind a barrel around going... Yeah, yeah, definitely. And they're just trying, to, just trying to distract him. Even to a point where somebody moves the barrel and you can see him just sort of sitting there with his back to everybody making the ticking noise. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That is, he is going to play the psychological game and Hook... Mm. is going to fall for that. Yeah. We know he's vulnerable to that. Pan does it all the time. That's it. So we know he'll fall for that. He'll wind Hook up into a frenzy, mm. at which point Hook's just going to be like terrified of the croc, yeah. running around everywhere. And if he sees Sparrow, he's going to be blindly going for him, not instead of following a calculated approach. Yeah. Um, now, at which point, if he's... I mean, we don't traditionally allow guns and I guess we can't hear either. I don't think guns are central to either of the characters. No, I think they're both fences more than Yeah, than I mean Sparrow has been seen to use flint locks, which if he had at this point, he could easily when Hook's running around scared, he could easily take him down. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's probably that we that's so we don't generally allow guns because it makes things far too easy and far too neat. Mm-hmm. Um but that that again that'd be a very sparrow move. It'd be right, okay, I'll just shoot the fucker. Yeah, and you'd shoot him in the back as well. Yeah, you wouldn't think twice about it. And, and that's again, if we talk about sort of the code and the, yeah. the honour and all that, he doesn't have any of that, so he would no. very much do that. But in the interest of dragging us out a bit, um, yeah, I think it's probably one of those where you, you would see them fencing a fairly, you know, you'd see them fighting with swords that's not face to face and man to man, because I think from Hook's perspective, I'd say it's, he's driven, that's his mission, that's the way he does it. And Sparrow kind of had this inferiority complex, certainly in the first film, mm-hmm. um, with um, Jeffrey Rush's character, whose name I can't remember either. Barbosa. Yeah. 
Um, I'm terrible with names at the moment. Um, he had this massive inferiority complex because he stole the ship and because the crew weren't really his, they were Barbosa's crew and he just kind of yeah. took them on. He always had this thing of be, he had to be better. So you did get that. And it was a wonderfully shot um, sequence and the way the CGI worked with it. So they were in out of light and they had this, yeah, this, yeah. this beautiful sword fight between the two of them. And which was absolutely epic and probably the one of the most memorable parts of that film mm -hmm. just because of the way it was portrayed and I think in much the same way as he went to fight Barbosa he would do the same with you'd want to do the same with because he'd want, he'd want to prove that actually yeah I am better I can do this yeah definitely I think as uh, it's most evident in that first film but as the series progresses as well the the arc in Pirates if anything I know the first three are will turn a story yeah. But the arc that carries us all the way through the franchise, if anything, is the kind of continuing redemption of Jack Sparrow. And it's not his redemption into an honourable character because he'll never be one. Mm. It's it's him, like at the start of the first Pirates of the Caribbean, he has completely fallen from grace and he is a wreck of a pirate. Yeah. And as the series progresses and we see him interact with more and more famous pirates, you know, your Blackbeards and... Davy Joneses and people like that, and we start to learn that at one time he genuinely did have a name. He was Captain Jack Sparrow yeah. of the Black Pearl, and he did have a name for himself. And it's more about him reclaiming that position of authority within, within yeah. the Pirates Council, if you like. Um, if he ever gets there, the series is lost <laughs> because that the character's gone yeah. at that point. That that would be the end of the series. But yeah, he is very much trying to get to where Hook is. Yeah. And being a feared mighty pirate. Yeah. Um, I completely forgot what put us on that tangent, as I was saying. And talking about the type of fight that happened. Yes. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. So Sparrow would just shoot him in the back. He doesn't care. He's got nothing to lose. <laughs> like, and again, that is, that's key to the character. He has no honour. He has no code. He has nothing to lose. He's just out for Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And continually is. And, you know, his... His way of getting back to the top is to murder, rape, pillage, steal. Yeah. To be a pirate. To be a pirate, yeah. The, the problem is that he's now met all these people that have changed him mm. in certain ways and he's now, he's also got a bit of a moral conflict there as to whether he can do that or not. So yeah. it's, it's what level he can operate within. Yeah. You know, whereas, again, with Hook, not a bad guy on the surface, but he will do whatever he needs to do. Oh, he, yeah, he will, he will steal, he will murder, whatever, because he is a pirate doing a job. Yes, yeah, yeah, he I is following that, his code. Yeah, that's kind of the way that the difference they set up is that with Sparrow, it's kind of a lifestyle that he's aspiring to get back to, whereas for Hook, it's a job. He's a captain of a ship, mm. and their job is to find treasure and to do this and the other. So if in order to achieve those goals, he has to hack somebody up or feed them to a crocodile or whatever it might be, he'd go, okay, well, fuck it, that's what I've got to do. Yeah, very much like the British forces in the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yes, pretty Who much. are depicted, essentially, as pirates operating within the law. Yeah, that's it. I mean, and the, the problem they're always going to have with that, and one of the reasons it didn't really ring true for me, was that the way they set it up is that, is that the, the pirates effectively become the good guys in that film, and, mm -hmm. they're, and they're not. They're, they're outlaws, they're criminals. But because they're being pursued by a larger force, and if you think of, again, to keep coming back to Star Wars, but the way the Empire is yeah. set up, they are, no, they are all-encompassing. And yeah. the British Empire is the same. It's the British Navy will will hunt you down and track you down and kill you because you are you are a pirate. Yeah, you, you are an outlaw. You are yeah. anti everything they stand for. Yeah. So and that's kind of the way it's set up. So you you even though you're not supposed to because they're traditionally the quote unquote bad guys, mm -hmm. you root for the pirates. Yeah. I think there's a certain element of, of human nature where 
you will always, and it's the way our society's set up, because ultimately there is always a bigger fish for the majority of us. We're not all billionaires, we're not all yeah. rulers of countries and things like that. So, Speak for yourself. Well, you know, um, I could probably do a better job than most rulers of the world at the moment, well, that's but that's, a, a, that's another story. Yeah. Um, Maybe another show in that. Yeah, there, there is always a bigger fish, and so there is something inherent within us that always roots for the little guy. Yeah. And because these films are portrayed in these ways, you know, whenever you get a pirate film or a Western, and there's a gang of outlaws and things like that, they are operating outside of the confines of, of the law, essentially. Yeah. And, and they are bucking the system. They're anarchists, for want of yeah. a better word. Um, but there's, because they're so charismatic and because they're doing things that we all at some point have wished we could do, yeah. not maybe to the level that they're doing it, but yeah. even in our, in our daily lives, there's always a, a little micro challenge that you can associate that with whether that's going in and telling your boss to stick it up his ass or whatever it is yeah it's that challenge but not, to but not even that excessive it's, it's things like you know driving at you know, a couple of miles over the speed limit yeah. or you no know, it's, it's things like that it's things we know we shouldn't do it's but challenging the man yeah it's, yeah it's saying fuck no fuck you i'm going to do it anyway yeah exactly i'm not, not, I'm not going to be a twat about it. i'm not going to drive a 70 in a 30 but i might drive a 75 in a 70 yeah because um, what harms are going to do yeah I'm not advocating that, kids, by the way. It's not worth the points. Um, but yeah, it, it, as I said, it, it's just sticking to the man and saying, look, okay, your, your order and authority and all the rest of it, but you don't rep- you know, you're not reflective of how people actually live. Yeah. And it's, it's telling in uh, the pirate songs that you've never really had that world built out for Hook in, in how they operate and sort of the world they operate in. But whenever a British ship turns up, it's not a British ship, it's a fucking armada. Yeah. Every yeah, they're time. always outnumbered. Yeah. yeah, they're always outnumbered, they're always outflanked, and, some, and somehow they manage to pull through. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, that's a fucking underdog thing, and I think that's, I can't remember how we got onto that, but yeah, it's it's kind of integral to the way that sort of we see we, we see this world. Yeah. And, and that's, I guess, conversely, that's not present with Hook and Pan, because Hook is on his own. He has a ship. As far yeah. as we know... It's the only pirate ship in Neverland. We never see another one. No, that's it. There's never um, any reference to other pirates. I mean, no. There are. I mean, we now have things like Jake and the Neverland pirates and stuff yeah. like that. But that is out. Well, it's in canon now, I guess. But in terms of what we're talking about, that is outside. Yeah. Uh, of, of this court, and I've never seen it. So I can't I've seen it. So it. it's not right. But, um, um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're right. We we never see anything. There are. There are possibly unofficial sequels or ways. There's like, yeah, Tinkerbell Return to Neverland, yeah. and then the Tinkerbell spin-offs have nothing right. to do with Peter Pan. Tink- they've changed Tinkerbell's character entirely. Um, they're okay, actually. I've, I've not, they're I've, okay. I've seen a few of them. I've not seen them, and we've so they've been on TV and we've recorded them. Um, they're the guys are recording them for Jess, who's not fucking interested at all. Yeah, yeah. But she's not around watching them. Um, but yeah, it's Tinkerbell's another interesting one because in in Peter Pan, she's an absolute cunt. Oh yeah, she's an absolute bitch, and I love her for it. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's absolutely fantastic. She's probably the best part of the film, actually. Yeah, but a complete and utter bitch. Like, she she doesn't think twice about manipulating Hook to kill Wendy. I mean, again, we say about at the end of the film where Hook's got Wendy tied up and stuff. That is because Tinkerbell is jealous because Pan is spending his time with Wendy. Yeah. So again, Hook's been manipulated into mm. this situation. He's not. It's not something he particularly wants to do. No, I don't think he's particularly interested. It's just, you could get to Pan this way. Yeah, yeah. And he's going, all right, yeah, I'll give that a go. Because Tink's just like, essentially at this point, the mastermind behind Wendy's murder. Yeah. It's killed the Wendy bird. I, I mean, she... <laughs> yeah. 
It's she's an absolute cow. It's yeah. fantastic. It is brilliant. Um, and, and you know she's just in her animation as well. Though I mean, obviously, um, she's famously taken a lot of Monroe on board yeah. in in her design, but just her strops and her attitude, and she's just an absolute cunt, like a spoiled little bitch. Yeah, and she's fantastic. And yeah, it is. It's quite interesting to see the evolution of that character because by the time you get to um, Hook, which I think was ninety three. Yeah. Um, and then into the um, the, the Tinkerbell series and all the rest of it, that character has gone from being a jealous little brat to being the girl next door everybody loves, everybody yeah. relates to, everybody wants to be friends with. Um, and that's what you get in the Tinkerbell films. Yeah. And there was a kind of kind of a crossover point in Hook with, I think it was Julia Roberts, wasn't that? Mm-hmm. Um, and she kind of lays herself bearing, so she explains to, to, to Pam why, and why she hangs around and she she does in love with Oliver, and you know she destroys our house, and, and she becomes normal height and everything. And that's a kind of a turning point where she stops being Tinkerbell from the from the original source, yeah, or from and from the Disney film, and and, and morphs into being that good character, effectively. Yeah. And it, it's an interesting evolution. I don't think it was intended. No, I but it's it's interesting if you watch it chronologically. Yeah. I think uh, certainly the way it's happened within the, the Disney canon and um, the. The Tinkerbell films, I don't know, I'm not 100% on this because they're not, that aspect of, of the Disney universe is not something I'm as, as fully versed in as anything else, but I have seen some of them. And I get the impression, certainly from the first one, it's all about Tinkerbell learning who she is. She is a tinker and learning what that means and learning what her fairy power means and, right. and things like that. So I get the impression that this is very much Tinkerbell before Pan. Right. So there's obviously... This is quite interesting, actually. Why have they not done this yet? There's obviously a progression there to get her from this innocent, wide-eyed girl next door who's learning her place in the world and is a, okay. actually grows into becoming a hero over the course of these films as well, into becoming an absolute cuntbag. So, <laughs> like, yeah. that's something that we need to see. What made... Because she's so full of herself. So, obviously, as she learns to use these powers, these there's almost the, it's the Jack Sparrow arc is there. Yeah, it was almost true. like her getting to the top of her game and then falling from grace. Yeah, that's true. And ending up just being a part of a much larger story. Uh, so that's interesting. But certainly in terms of the way the character changed uh, in, in public perception, I think you probably link that back to Disneyland. Um, yeah. Not just the park, but also the show. So, she is seen constantly around the Disney parks. Um, she's, a, she's a constant presence on marketing and things like yeah. that. But then when the Disneyland TV show happened, she was in the opening titles. Right. It's a case of Tink flying over the castle and hitting it with a wand. That then became the bumper to yeah. a lot of Disney animated films moving forward. So Tink would fly in on yeah. top of the yeah, castle. And right. all of a sudden, you lose all context of the fact that she's this actual three-dimensional character. Yeah. She's just an icon that goes hand in hand with Walt Disney Animation. Yeah, to to the same, well, not quite the same extent, but certainly similar to Mickey Mouse. Yeah, I mean, I was just about to, to move on to that. Exactly that. Mickey Mouse as a character, when you watch Mickey Mouse cartoons, is totally different to Mickey Mouse that you think of in terms of Mickey Mouse the corporate symbol. Yeah. Because Mickey Mouse the corporate symbol is the smile of Mickey Mouse face, and it's just you just think iconically of the, the two ears and the head. Mickey Mouse as a character, particularly early on, is actually quite anarchic. Yeah. Um, it's, he's, uh, yeah, he is very much, it's not 
to a Looney Tunes extent. Yeah. But those early Disney cartoons have quite a bit of violence in them. Yeah. You know, and, and Mickey Mouse is, is painted in all sorts of different roles, and he doesn't really become this kind of whiter-than-white, all-American mascot until kind of the 50s and 60s, when, when the rest of the gang are introduced, and then Mickey's the figurehead. And, yeah. and even now, the newer Mickey Mouse shorts are thrown all the way back to those original ones, even in the way they're animated. They've got this kind of almost Nicktoon... Yeah, essence to them. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's that similar thing. There is the icon, and then there is what that character is, and that's what's happened with Tinkerbell, I think. Um, all right, that was a total fucking tangent. <laughs> Where were we before that? Uh, we were just about to start the fight, I think. Oh, Hook being manipulated by Tinkerbell. Yeah. So we, yeah, we were just saying that that Hook is, you know, yeah, is easily manipulated. Um, Obviously, Tink is not going to have any place in this fight. If, if there's any supporting characters that were to be allowed, it would have to be, I guess, Smee and the crew. But then Sparrow has got nothing, really. No, He's got no support. No, he's that's a uh, he's, I mean, every time he has a crew, be it when he's got Pearl or where, where he's got um, Will Turner and Elizabeth Swan in tow, they're not there for him. No, they're there for something completely different. Yeah, they just happens to be there. Yeah, and he happens to... Uh, their mission statement happens to align with his yeah, at that point yeah things kind of overlap yeah and it's not really no, it, he doesn't command any loyalty he doesn't command any respect no. I think there's some begrudging respect by the time he gets to the end of the second film and start the third one yeah um, especially when everyone thinks he, he sacrifices himself yeah at the end of the second one rather than she fucking murders him yeah um, spoilers That's spoilers for like a what 15 year old film yeah, by this point exactly. yeah um, but yeah so I mean you could, yeah, there's, there's never that point where he's got people willing to follow him into battle and die. No. He's not a general that everyone's going to sort of rally behind, whereas Hook, his is. crew are his crew, yeah, yeah. and they will go to the end of the earth and they will fall off it with him. Yeah, yeah, um, but I don't, yeah, I, I don't think we can allow them in. I think this no. has to be mano a mano. Well, yeah, because otherwise it's a 25 on one. Yeah, so I, I, think, you, I think you're right in what we touched on it earlier. I think it is Sparrow playing that mind game. I think... One-on-one, on one, if they're having a straight-on fight, I think Hook's got it all over him. I think Sparrow will hold his own for a while. Yeah. You know, he is, he is a competent swordsman. Yeah, they'll, they'll have a decent deal out of it. But I think, ultimately, Hook is going to... Just because of the, the advantage of the Hook. Like, he's, he's essentially got a shield there. He can yeah. literally grab a sword and just parry it with the Well, with yeah, the that's it. Whereas Sparrow can't. Um, also... Well, no, actually, I guess this could work as a match. I was going to say Sparrow's constantly drunk. Um, but I guess that kind of works for his advantage. He's almost got that kind of drunken monkey style of fight yeah. because of his swagger. And not only that, he's probably not going to feel it as much when he gets whacked with stuff. No, probably not. <laughs> um, but, but I think it is definitely more of a, a run and hide. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I think Sparrow's going to be running and hiding like a drunken Batman. Yeah, as, as yes. I was going to say, if you think of sort of the Arkham games and the way yeah. Sam, you've, got the, you've got the ledger and things to hide on and to lean off and pull, that he's going is, to be doing that. He's going to be yeah. constantly looking for a vantage point, constantly looking to distract him, to, you know, to make him think he's over here when actually he's over there. And he's going to be constantly doing that because straight up, one-on-one, in a sword fight, he's going to get his ass kicked pretty quickly. Yeah, and he has actually been shown to do that and do it quite effectively. So yeah. this, is, this is a skill set that he has. Yeah, he's it's, constantly hiding. <laughs> And constantly manipulating people. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think that's how he's going to go. And it, and it is a case of 
yes, he's going to make TikTok sounds. Yes, he's going to freak Hook out to the point where Hook's going to lose his mind completely. Yeah. Um, but sooner or later, unless he can lay a trap some way, which I guess he could, he's been shown to do that as well, sooner or later he's going to have to face Hook. It's just what state he's got Hook in by that time. Yeah. Unless he can freak him out and manipulate him to the point where, which again, Hook's been shown to do, he... I'm assuming they're on a pirate ship because they're pirates. Why else? Why else would they be? That hook jumps overboard. Um, yeah, but then he needs to kill him while he's in the water. So unless well, he all of a sudden unleashes the kraken. Well, yeah, either that or he's ridden his crocodile, did not he? Just tie him up on the side. I, I I very much do see this fight going that way of of, of hook actually getting eaten by a crocodile. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of how we get to that point. But it, it's also that very Disney thing as well, whereby if he does if he does go overboard eaten by crocodile, Sparrow hasn't hasn't killed, killed him. him. Yeah, he's fallen to his death. Yeah, the classic Disney. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I, I, yeah, I kind of sort whichever way it goes, that's kind of how I see it happening. There's not going to be somebody get stabbed through the heart. I think Hook would stab. I think oh, both yeah. of them would stab the other one. Give yeah. him the opportunity. I, I, I just don't see it going that way. I don't think Sparrow could get close enough to stab Hook. I, I don't think, even if he's freaked out, I think Hook's going to be able to defend himself. I think, uh, what, it's whether he gets so freaked out that he's so angry that he loses his cool. Yeah, I think that even when he's freaked out, as I say, unless he completely loses his cool, it's that he's going to be ultra-defensive. Yeah. Because he always thinks there's a crocodile behind him. So he's yes. Always going to be looking, he's always going to be scanning and looking where what's going on. He's going to have a sword up, he's going to have his hook up, he's going to be ready to defend himself. Yes, exactly, and, and Sparrow's got to find a way of getting through that. Yeah. So it's more a case of he does have to scare him off. Yeah. And it is going to be, you know, hiding up in the masts and making the TikTok sounds and just directing him to where he wants him to be. Yeah. Now, whether that's he directs him to a point where he can push him overboard, Yeah. or whether that he directs him to a point where he's in a cargo net and he gets him hauled up, it's going to be that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I um, kind of envisage that... To say from the, you direct him to, towards the edge and you swim off the fucking masthead and, and kick him in the yeah, arse he falls over the edge. I very much see it going that way as well. Um, he's not going to drown because we know he can swim. Yeah, he's not Because we've drown. seen him swim. Yeah, pirates can swim. Why would yeah. you want to, why would well, you run a ship if you could swim? We, we see him swim constantly because Pan constantly kicks him in the arse and knocks him overboard. This is yeah. a thing that happens it's, to Huck. It's a weakness he has. Yeah, yeah. He has a weakness for being kicked up the arse. And yeah, <laughs> you'd, you'd think by now he'd have learned. Yeah, you really would. Um... So he's in. Has Sparrow got anything he can command in the water like that? I don't think he has, has he? No. He's got no favours he can call in from, from anyone that could. Well, no, the, the Kraken was David Jones, wasn't that? It was, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's whether then. Whether then Hook is unfortunate enough to get eaten by something or whether Sparrow was. But, but again, if, if, if Sparrow's directing him towards a particular point, we he's going to have something there. Yeah, even if it's a point where he has left the crocodiles and sort of tethered them outside the ship. Well, hang on, isn't isn't Will Turner now? I've not seen the new from there, but isn't he now essentially Davy Jones? Yeah, pretty much. Isn't that the way? He, yeah. they ended it in the third one. So yeah, so right. can he command the? I don't know. Well, the, the Kraken died, didn't it? I don't know. I've only seen two and three once because they were abysmal. I think it died at the start of three. I think they killed it. Okay, but still, does he have it? How does how does Davy Jones work? Is he like Aquaman? I don't know. Because uh, I've like I said, I've only seen those two films once. But I can't is he like? It. Can I, he talk to fish? I don't think so. I think it's. He like, just happens to command the kraken. Yeah, I think the because his crew were them. like hammerhead sharks and shit, were they? Yeah, they were all dead shit. They were like fishmen. Yeah, but they weren't. They weren't fish. 
Right, I think. It's been a long time since. I, again, I've only seen it. I think yeah, they're fucking abysmal. I think they're I've really only seen are. it in the cinema, and then I may have seen it once on DVD. Yeah. Because I can't have half a set and not by the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I get that. I don't think I ever watched it. I, I only ever bought the first one because the second one was so bad that I'm like, I'm not going to start. Yeah, it's, it's a set thing. I can't have, yeah. I can't have an incomplete set, um, even if the sequels are shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, easier now because I don't buy shit. But yeah. Um, yeah, I can't remember, but I'm fairly sure it's like they were, they were effectively dead pirates, weren't they? And I've no idea. All I know is they were kind of fish dudes. Yeah. So I mean, um, the, yeah, the the kraken I think was like his pet, effectively. All right. Okay. So the kraken's out of this then. Yeah. So hooks overboard. So yeah, you you got to figure that if Sparrow's coming into this and he's got the plan. And the plan's gone as far as he knows he's going to be here to direct Hook here. Yeah. Then there's definitely something there. There's something in the water that's going to get him, isn't there? Now, it's got to be crocodiles, because what else would... I mean, all yeah, right. How else do you kill Captain Hook? Yeah, I mean, he could use sharks if he wanted to, but fuck's sake, it's Captain Hook. has yeah. got to be crocodiles. Exactly. Only problem that we have with this is we know that Hook's got form with crocodiles. Mm. So, yeah, okay, he's lost his hand, but he's also been shown to be strong enough to actually hold crocodile jaws open. Yeah. So there's going to have to be multiple crocodiles and, and Sparrow's going to have to have enough command over them that whilst Hook is holding the jaws of one open... But as I say, you don't necessarily need it. We said he skied in, skied in on one each foot, didn't yeah. he? So there's two of them. If he's holding the jaws of one open, the other one just comes along and snaps I was just about to say, yeah. So Sparrow needs to have... An, these crocodiles need to either be well enough trained that Sparrow can command them to do this or they need to know to do this. That but I don't think you need, you need to because Hook's thing of crocodile is so irrational that he's gonna as soon as he sees a crocodile he's gonna freak out and try and start attacking it to try and defend himself. Yeah. If you see if you're you're a crocodile and you see you see your mate being bludgeoned by a, a bloke with a hook, you're going in for the well, I, I think it's more that Or that there's food there. Yeah, I mean Hook never really attacks him, Hook just runs away. Um the crocodile's gonna try and eat him and Hook's gonna try but and hold not, the jaws open. Yeah but if he's holding the jaws open you've got to get you've got to assume that he's not he's not letting his mate eat him, therefore I'll have him while he's while he's preoccupied. So if he's holding the jaws of one open, he's not going to defend himself against the yeah, other. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. One's got to come along and yeah. essentially bite him in half. Yeah, and then the other one gets, gets, gets done. If, if one yeah, half each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Share it. One gets the torso, the other gets the arms and legs. I think that's it. I think that's how this goes. Yeah, I think so. I, I, think I don't think it's a straight fight. I think it's Sparrow. Oh, no, it, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors. Batman. Yeah, yeah. It's, smoke, it's smoke and mirrors and crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah, so in the battle of Captain Hook and um, Jack Sparrow, Jack Sparrow wins with the help of some rather angry, angry crocodiles. Um, if you'd like to discuss that, we'd like to get in touch. Um, go to our website, ddpodcast.net, and drop us a line. You can find us on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh, until next time. See you later.